Welcome to our podcast. I'm Pastor Mark Voss. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. As we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving Day, our reminder from the Lord is to give thanks to him because no matter what the circumstances may be of our lives from one moment to the next, none of it changes the fact that the Lord is good. Today's message is based on Psalm 100 and our sermon is entitled, Give Thanks for the Lord is Good. May the Lord bless you as you hear and take to heart the truths of his holy word. And may you and your family have a truly blessed Thanksgiving. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. As we gather on this Thanksgiving Eve, the word for our consideration together, the words of the hundredth psalm. Shout to the Lord with joy, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courtyards with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The word of our God. In the name of him who heals our diseases, forgives our sins, and guides us with his love day after day, the Lord our God, my dear friends. Do you know the name Martin Rinkert? Probably not. Martin Rinkert is the one who wrote the words of the hymn that we just finished singing, Now Thank We All Our God. Martin Rinkert was a Lutheran pastor serving in Eilenburg, Germany back in the 1600s. He happened to be serving as pastor when the Thirty Years' War broke out. Now, if you don't know much about the Thirty Years' War in Europe, just know this. To this day, it was the deadliest religious war that has ever been fought. It left some eight million people dead in its aftermath. Eight million. Catholics and Protestants were in violent disagreement over the countries of Central Europe, and Germany became the battleground. The city of Eilenburg had walls around it. So Eilenburg became a a bit of a safe haven for people that wanted to take refuge from the ravages of this war. People flocked there, and as a result... Food became very scarce. Poverty ran rampant. And it was then, in this perfect, awful, terrible storm, that a massive plague sent in. Four pastors started the year there in Eilenburg. 
One of them resigned his call and left the ministry. Pastor Rinker presided over the funerals of the other two men. And now he was serving on his own. They say that approximately 8,000 people died in Eilenburg alone during the course of that year. It's been said that there were days when Pastor Rinkert conducted 40 to 50 Christian funerals every day. One of them was for his dear wife. And in the midst of all of that, I mean, at that particular time, that's when Martin Rinkert wrote the words of the hymn that we just sang, Now thank we all our God. And it's remarkable. During all the death and the violence of that lengthy and destructive war, Pastor Rinkert wrote a hymn about the God who, I quote, wondrous things has done. He wrote about this God who has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. In the throes of this unimaginable suffering, he referred to the Lord as a bounteous God who provides ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us. This Lord, his God, our God, is the one he said frees us from all ills in this world and the next. Wow. Now, mind you, dear friends, I'm certainly not suggesting that we ought to spend our time in God's house tonight comparing how bad things are now with how bad things were back then to see who has it worse. And it's not at all my point to say tonight, well, you know, if that's all that he went through and he still found a reason to give thanks, well, shame on us if we don't find a reason to give thanks. Not that. What I am here to say to you tonight is this. Let's be careful tonight and tomorrow and every day not to base our thanks and our joy only on the circumstances of our earthly life from one moment to the next. And here's why. Because the Lord is good. And he's worthy of our endless thanks and praise no matter what we're going through. Remembering that will help us to celebrate a genuine thanksgiving to the Lord this Thanksgiving day and every day. I'm pretty sure that it's, it's a scene that's going to play itself all around the country tomorrow. Uh, family, friends, loved ones will gather around a great big table, and just before they're ready to dig in and eat, someone will say, oh, wait, not so fast. Let's go around the table, and everybody say something that they're grateful for. Now, please don't get me wrong. There is nothing in the world wrong with that. And it's good, and it's right, and it's appropriate that people that have been blessed like we are should stop and remember and count our blessings. But here's the thing. What if someone is living through a real-life nightmare right now? What if their life has been upended by unspeakable trouble? 
What if their days as of late have been ones that have been filled with rinkert-sized tragedies? Might they then be tempted to think, well, you know what, I guess I really don't have all that much to be thankful for this year. Again, the thanks that we give to our God and the joyful heart that leads us to do so are not based on our earthly circumstances. So against that particular backdrop, let's walk together through the five verses of this 100th Psalm. Verses 1 and 2. Shout to the Lord with joy, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. It is good and it is right and it is fitting that we should gather around God's word with songs of praise and thanks on our lips to raise our voices and say, Lord, we thank you for your abundant blessing. That's what the psalmist here encouraged the people of God to do so long ago. And the call goes out to us too, right? To, to come before the Lord with songs of thanks and praise. But why? Verse 3. It's because we know that the Lord is God. Interesting. It's not that we know that the Lord is one God among many. He isn't. It's that the Lord is God. It's that apart from him, there is no other. He is Lord and God. He is this triune Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who has provided for us every day, every blessing we need for body and life, but also every blessing that we need for eternal life. The Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. We do know that, don't we? And we know that because he has graciously and clearly revealed himself to us here in the Bible, in the Word of God. We know that the Lord is God because God in his grace sent the Holy Spirit into our hearts and there he worked faith to believe that he is the Lord our God. And we know from our own personal experience the grace that the Lord, this God, has shown to us. And notice the psalmist says he is the Lord and it's got those small caps which is a reminder that he is the covenant God, the God who graciously forgives our wickedness, rebellion, and sin. He's the God of the covenant. He is the God who forgives and saves and loves. Next phrase, he made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. He, he made us. No wonder the very first verse of our psalm encourages all the earth to praise the Lord. It's because he made this world and everything and everyone in it. We are here tonight because the Lord graciously knit us together in our mother's womb. Friends, we are not some highly evolved animals who made our way onto this planet by some happy coincidence. God made us brought us safely into his world. We exist because of him, and we exist for him. Thank you, Lord. But the reality is he didn't just make us. He made us, and then he remade us, right? So it goes on to say we are his people. In other words, he graciously brought us to faith in Jesus as our Savior and made us his children, Galatians 3 says you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Sons of God, heirs of eternal life in heaven. He didn't just give us a heart to pump some blood. He remade us. He gave us a new heart, created a new heart within us, a heart that beats with love for him. 
a new heart, one that has been washed thoroughly clean of all of our sins by the blood of His Son, our Savior, Jesus. We are His people. No matter how bad your circumstances might be right now, you are one of His own. We are His people. Just like He chose the Old Testament people of Israel to be His covenant people, God from eternity knew you and elected you and predestined you and He chose you to be His very own. We aren't just people. We're His people. Give thanks to the Lord. He's good. One more reason for giving thanks there in verse 3. We are the sheep of His pasture. We are not just some faceless number to God. He knows us. Just like a shepherd knew his sheep back then. In fact, the Lord has told us in his word that he is our good shepherd and that we, his people, believers, are the sheep of his pasture. He knows us. He provides for all our needs. He leads us into green pastures and feeds us with his gospel. He feeds us with that life-giving water of the gospel, the, the water of eternal life. He cares for us, protecting us and guarding us against all of our our spiritual enemies, keeping us safely within his flock with the best care anywhere, the sheep of his pasture. Thank you, Lord. And then in light of all of that, the psalmist comes back around to his original encouragement, verse 1, and this time he says it this way in verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courtyards with praise, give thanks to him and bless his name. Now think carefully through that. What's the emphasis there? God is saying, I want you to come into my courtyard. I want you to come and bring praise within my gates. In other words, he wants us to come into his presence. What amazing grace that the holy God of heaven and earth, the Lord Most High, should know and care about someone like me. He wants us to be in his presence. The God of heaven and earth wants to be our God, and he wants us to be his people. You know, there is no worse feeling in the world, I don't think, than to feel unwanted and unloved. Feelings like those have led people to do some unspeakable things. But listen, no matter what your circumstances might be, Right now, you have every reason to rejoice and give thanks because God wants you. He wants you to be his own. He wants you to come into his presence. He wants you to live for him now, and he wants you to live with him forever when this life is over. Friend, you matter to God. You're one of his own. And then verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now look carefully at that verse. The Lord is good. I wonder, when, when do we usually say that, the Lord is good? After some wonderful prayer has been answered? After some unexpected, bless, unexpected blessing has come falling into our lap? When someone who is struggling with something is relieved of that struggling and one of our loved ones and and we rejoice with them and we say, yes, thank you, Lord. God is so good. And that's true. And that's right. And that's appropriate. 
But I want you to take it another step with me here tonight. Please notice with me, why, according to verse 5, is the Lord good? The answer is because His mercy endures forever. Mercy. His undeserved kindness, His pity, His compassion. The Old Testament's concept of, of grace his willingness to put up with us, his willingness to love us, his determination to forgive us in spite of all of our sins against him. He has forgiven our sin. He is our God and he's made us his people. That's what makes the Lord good. And he goes on, because his faithfulness continues through all generations. You know, when those two concepts appear together, in the pages of the Bible, God's mercy coupled with his faithfulness, then the Bible is emphasizing for us that we don't have to worry that God might decide tomorrow to not be as merciful as he was to us today. We don't have to wring our hands or sweat or worry that God is going to grow tired of us or write us off forever. His mercy endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. He's always merciful. He's always kind. He has always been loving and forgiving, and he always will be. The Lord is good. Remembering all of that is what will make this another genuine thanksgiving. What I mean is this. Did you notice that our text doesn't say Give thanks to the Lord when life is good. It just says, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. If we're only ready to give thanks when life is good, then I dare say that Pastor Rinkert would never have penned the words of that hymn, Now Thank We All Our God. Genuine thanksgiving is more than just recounting all the nice blessings the Lord has slid our way. Genuine thanksgiving isn't just a pious prayer that gets sandwiched between the turkey and the pumpkin pie. Genuine thanksgiving is rather an attitude that permeates our whole life and our whole being. It's this faith-filled acknowledgement that whatever life we might have, whether it's hard or easy, whether it's smooth sailing or troubled seas, whatever life we have, is one for which we can give thanks because the Lord is good. In times of plenty and in times of want, in times of health, in times of sickness, in times of peace, in times of pandemic, in times of turmoil, in times of calm, the Lord is good. Because even if everything else were to be stripped away from us, it's still true that the Lord is good, that we are His, that His faithful mercy endures forever, and that ultimately heaven is ours because of what His Son, Jesus, our Savior, has done for us. Now thank we all our God. 
Let's join the voices of God's people down through the centuries tonight, those who have been led to sing songs of thanksgiving and praise in the face of some of the most difficult circumstances you could possibly imagine. Because no matter what, the Lord is good. He made us, he remade us, and we are his, both now and forever. Give thanks, for the Lord is good. Amen.